0: Hi friends, it's Pastor Drew Wilkerson from Bridgewater Church. Hey, thanks for stopping by this podcast. It's our prayer that as you listen, God will speak to your heart and you will feel inspired and you'll learn new things that will help you in your daily walk with God and just in life in general. So again, thanks for stopping by and thanks for listening. If I were to ask you what your favorite psalm was in the Bible or is in the Bible, what would you say? Maybe you haven't been reading the Bible. Maybe you haven't read it much. That's okay. Because I have this wonderful opportunity to encourage you to go and turn to what I call kind of the middle of our Bibles and begin reading in these beautiful things these poems called psalms and if you love the psalms the way i do and i said what's your favorite psalm would you name psalm 23 every time i read psalm 23 i linger a little longer I have to soak in those words, especially these last few months, everything that we've been through. When I hear that first line, the Lord is my shepherd, it gives me comfort, it it fills me with a peace that passes all understanding, and I have the wonderful privilege of sharing over the next few weeks how important Psalm 23 can be in all of our lives. I know you're thinking, wait a minute, Pastor, six verses? You're going to take time to dig into each one? I am, because Psalm 23 has become so important even in our culture. Did you know this? That since the writing of this incredible psalm thousands of years ago, Psalm 23, it's been used at many funerals. For instance, when Whitney Houston passed, it was read at her funeral. George W. Bush cited part of Psalm 23 on September the 11th when he was trying to bring comfort to a nation in need. Believe it or not, it was quoted in the movie Titanic, and I'm not surprised, but Even rappers are using it, Jay-Z, Kanye West. It's really Pastor William Evans who summarizes it, I think, best. This is from a little pamphlet he wrote in 1921. Pastor Evans tells us, The world could afford to spare many a magnificent library, library better than it could dispense with this little psalm of six verses. If the verses of this psalm had tongues and could repeat the tale of their ministry down throughout the generations of the faithful, what marvels of experience they would reveal. Now more than ever, I think, I hope you do too, that we need to slowly read, hear, and soak in the words of Psalm 23. I was looking at some very disturbing statistics that I think proves my point. Six million adults suffer with panic disorder. 15 million adults suffer from social anxiety disorder. 7.7 million adults have post-traumatic stress disorder. And I don't know about you, but I can relate to the last category. 84% of Americans report feeling prolonged stress due to COVID-19. Can I just confess to you, can I be honest? I fall into that last category. Stress has, has really done a number even on me over these last few months, but it's time. It's time to embrace the words of Psalm 23 and let God take an ancient poem and inspire us and move us to a new level. Of rest and peace and comfort now I'm not going to tell you that Psalm 23 is a magic formula it doesn't just change your whole life the moment that you read it but what I am going to show you in the weeks ahead is that God uses this psalm to prepare us for the unknowns of life and he gives us his peace as we walk through this life if you're tired weary if you feel overwhelmed If you have any piece of stress that continues to nag you, I want to invite you to walk with King David as he shares five unforgettable truths, and here's the first. When I place my trust in God, the good shepherd refreshes me in three very specific ways. Let's begin in verse 1. It's simple, but it's powerful. King David writes, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. I think it's interesting that we look at the backstory for a moment. Some scholars believe that David was actually fleeing Jerusalem because of the rebellion of his son, Absalom. If this is true, it makes perfect sense why David would be Looking for a place to rest, to reflect, and he begins to write with this verse that sets the tone for the next six verses he will share with us. David says, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. Now, I think it's interesting that we, we just remember that David began as a shepherd. Can I take you to 1 Samuel chapter 16, verses 6 through 12? This is the calling of David to be the next king after Saul. We read, when they arrived, Samuel saw Elab and thought, surely the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I've rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Then Jesse called Abiminab and heard him pass and had him pass in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, The Lord has not chosen this one either. Jesse then had Shamanah pass by, but Samuel said, Nor has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse had seven of his sons pass before Samuel, but Samuel said to him, The Lord has not chosen these. So he asked Jesse, Are these all? All the sons you have? Well, they're still the youngest, Jesse answered. He is tending the sheep. Can I just read it again? He is tending the sheep. Samuel said, send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. So he sent for him and had him brought in. He was glowing with health and had a fine appearance and handsome features Then the Lord said, rise and anoint him, this is the one. I know that you never hear his name, but if you look into this scripture, you'll discover that the shepherd of the flock that became the king of Israel is none other than David. But think about Jesse. his dad had no thought of his real potential. This is my youngest kid out tending these smelly sheep. But that was David's beginning. And now, years later, after being the king of Israel, David is sitting, he's writing. I picture him with some quill and parchment. And he starts by saying, The Lord is my shepherd. Uh, Did you really pick up on the fact that David is calling himself a sheep now i have to stop before we we all move to where so many pastors and teachers and leaders would go and talk about the wonderful good shepherd who is god i i just have to read to you what scottish pastor david mitchell shares with us he says i grew up in scotland there we have lots of sheep sheep are not known for their intellect and honestly sheep do stupid things for instance I've seen a sheep up a tree. I don't know how he got there, but there it was, stuck. Sheep wander into swamps and get sucked in. They roll on their backs and they get caught up. They love to eat clover, but it blows them up like a balloon and kills them. Sheep don't win medals for bravery either. They're fearful creatures. They panic and run off blindly. So, could you spare a thought for a sheep? They're born helpless into a world red in tooth and claw, a world which they have neither brain nor brawn to cope with. Yet in spite of all this, sheep have prospered. I love what he writes next. Pastor Mitchell says in Scotland, we have 4.5 million people and 7 million sheep. The sheep are winning. But it's not because of the sheep. Frankly, prospects are dim for the lonely sheep. They prosper because people look after them. If you were a sheep, what would be the thing that you need the most? His answer? A divine shepherd. I'm not trying to be critical and I'm certainly not wanting to be rude, but can I just even put it in this context? I'm a sheep. There are times I'm not too smart. There are times I wander away. My mind races with thoughts that don't belong in my head. I can become fearful. I think David and I would have been friends. What about you? See, David knew he was a sheep, and that's why there's so much power in this phrase. The Lord is my shepherd. Once David had been, the shepherd of his own flock. But now he tells us that God Jehovah is the shepherd of his life. Isn't it amazing how one little pronoun changes everything? He doesn't say the Lord is the shepherd. He doesn't say the Lord is a shepherd. He says the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. I'm reminded of this Promise. I really see it as a promise, don't you, found here in the Old Testament? But there's a counter promise, there's a parallel promise that's found in John 10 verses 14 and 18. When we read in the New Testament, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. but I lay it down of my own accord. I have the authority to lay it down and the authority to take it up again. This command I received from my Father. Do you see it? Do you hear it? Do you know what Jesus is saying? David said, the Lord Jehovah is my shepherd, but if we turn all the way to the New Testament, can I tell you the great news, the good news about this psalm? is that the good shepherd refreshes my focus when Jesus is my Savior. When I invite Jesus Christ into my life, no matter what I'm going through, no matter the difficulties, when the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want because the good shepherd refreshes my focus. <laughs> I had a minivan For years, I put over 225, 250,000 miles on the thing, and by the time I got rid of it, the defroster didn't work. Only the vents throwing the, the air out on me. The air conditioning was gone. The defroster didn't work, and one day I was going on a hospital visit, and it was pouring rain. In one of those moments where Uh, it was raining so hard and the weather was changing just enough that everything in my van fogged up, everything. Well, I couldn't see and I was on the interstate. So you know what I did? I found a map. Do, Do you know what those are? I'm not talking about your GPS. I'm talking about a real paper map. I dug in the back of a seat as I was driving, pulled out a map, folded it, and tried to blow the vent air onto the windshield To get a little space clear do you know why i needed a fresh focus can i ask you what are you focused on these days where where is your focus is it on your problems your struggles i get it i totally get it i i've been there these last few months wondering what are we going to do what's the next steps uh, lately, I've been reading in the news about maybe new mask mandates. God forbid. Where's your focus? The Good Shepherd wants to refresh our focus, and the promise is clear. When we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, even in our struggles, we'll lack nothing. He'll give us the peace we need, He'll give us the rest we need, He'll give us the love. That we need. And I want to encourage you this morning as you're listening to this message, please just stop a minute. Just breathe a prayer to the Good Shepherd and say, I need you. I got to get my focus realigned. Refresh my vision of who you are. And if you don't know Jesus as the Good Shepherd, that promise of John's gospel, lean in. Lean in right now. Nothing's more important than stopping right now and saying, Jesus, I need you to be the good shepherd of my life. Watch what he can do when we invite him into our lives. But you know what? We're not done. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. I will lack nothing. And then he shows us. The beginning of verse 2 in this beautiful psalm says, he makes me lie down in green pastures let's face it life's tough there's a lot of rough waters that we have to navigate we can all get burdened with things and especially if you have a condition in your life that's that's real to you A, a relationship gone wrong a health need a problem that you're working through When we're struggling with the stressors of this life and we face the possibility of our worst fears coming to life, it's only natural that our faith wavers. But David tells us that it should be the opposite. When we're besieged with fear, our faith should be a refuge from the storms and the struggles we have in life. That's easier said than done until I read what David says. It's at this moment in the psalm that David crafts one of the most reassuring phrases in all of the six verses. He says, That the good shepherd makes me lie down in green pastures. If we look behind the phrase to the Hebrew, It's it's vivid. It's an incredible promise of God's love for us because this is what it means. God causes us, makes us, provides sacred space for us to recline in a soft place. He puts us in a pasture that's specifically created for rest. Wow. Has God ever given you a pause? Do you know what I mean? Has God ever just given you a a pause button moment where all of a sudden you found yourself listening to a song in the car, you were reading a passage of Scripture, or God answered a prayer, and all of a sudden in that moment you found yourself in a totally different space. And God was right there. That happened to me just this morning when I was reading Scripture. I sensed the presence of God and a peace that only God can give. But it was more than that. It was a rest. And actually, it was the Good Shepherd refreshing my faith. When Mary was a little girl, her mom was out of the country with a group of teenagers. And they were doing mission work, so it was just Mary and me. Mary was young and I took her to a water park uh, several hours away from the house. We had a blast. And then I made a reservation at the Holiday Inn Express. She hadn't been exposed to too many hotels that she could remember. And so that night when she and I crawled into bed, I tucked her in and I got in my bed and I heard her say, Daddy. This is the best bed ever. Holiday Inn Express, who would have thought it? Well, you know what? I think about that, don't you? Think about a a, a shepherd's sheep finding lush green pasture. There they discover they have enough food to eat and a place to rest their heads. There's nothing like your head hitting the pillow at night in the most comfortable place. Or sinking down into your best chair. And just, how about this? Throwing that blanket over you on a cool fall evening. Oh listen, I'm ready for a rest, aren't you? But think about it. It's the promise of the scripture. The good shepherd refreshes my faith. The Good Shepherd is with me every step of the way. The Good Shepherd is walking with me. David shares an essential promise with each of us. When we're bombarded by the demands of life, if we'll place our faith in the Good Shepherd, especially when we're struggling, he'll help us find beautiful moments when we can rest. Even the wonderful evangelist Billy Graham made this statement. And I love his transparency. The Christian life is not a constant high. I have moments of deep discouragement. I have to go to God in prayer with tears in my eyes and say, oh God, forgive me. Help me. Perhaps you feel overwhelmed and overrun right now. You're spent. Your energy is gone. You're not feeling well physically. Your mind is racing. Can I encourage you the way David has? Put your trust and faith in the Good Shepherd. Let him bring you to a pasture to make you lie down and find the refreshment of faith that gives rest even in the most difficult moments in your life. You see, I want to control things, don't you? but it's when I just give up control and I I just let God, this beautiful, good, amazing shepherd, put me in a place that refreshes my faith. That's when I'm prepared for the journey ahead. And I'm so thankful that David has one more insight for us. Listen to what he says. He leads me beside quiet waters He refreshes my soul. Did you know this? That in Europe and America, the shepherd follows the sheep. But in the ancient Middle East that David would have been a part of, the shepherd walked ahead of the sheep. As he or she led, the shepherd called to the sheep to reassure them because sheep can be so easily frightened. In these moments, the good shepherd tells us, I'm leading you beside quiet waters. The literal meaning of the phrase that Jesus is giving us, he's telling us that that like Jesus, the good shepherd wants to help us find peace and rest in a quiet place of tranquility. Isn't that beautiful? But here's the issue. Sheep, can be stubborn. And by the way, so can dogs. We have a new dog at the house. Her name's Bella. She's a schnoodle, and I've discovered what that means. She's a poodle, thank God, because the poodle look in her saves her from the schnauzer power of the will. She's got her own mind. She does her own thing. You wouldn't think that she's dependent on Kay and I to take care of her. But that's our problem, isn't it? Isn't that our problem? We're dependent on God to take care of us, to love us, to to encourage us. God's trying to constantly lead us to places of still waters so that we can retreat with him. But what do we do? We become stubborn, we're afraid, and we think we know what's best for us. And so instead of being led to still waters, quiet places of refreshment, we pull away. But that's not what God wants. The Good Shepherd wants to lead us. He wants us to intentionally give us the promise and this beautiful, beautiful insight. The Good Shepherd refreshes my soul. The Good Shepherd refreshes my focus, he refreshes my faith, but in the end, most of all, Jesus the Good Shepherd, God Jehovah, wants to refresh my soul, because it can become stale, it can be bombarded with fear and with the the struggles of the unknown. Jesus wants me to put my trust in him. Chuck Swindoll, a beautiful, beautiful insight comes from his book, Intimacy with the Almighty. He writes, as important and intriguing as the divine depths might be, they defy discovery by the natural means of our minds. He reserves these things for those whose hearts are completely His, for those who take the time to wait before Him. Only in that way can there be intimacy with the Almighty. The Hebrew word refresh means to come back to. It's the idea of retreat. But also embedded in the word is the decision to turn back to. When we allow the good shepherd to lead us beside quiet waters, we're actually saying to Jesus, only you, Lord, can refresh the deepest parts of my soul. But to do this, we must be willing to turn back to God, we must be sheep who will follow the voice of our shepherd. As I was unpacking this promise, my mind was captivated with a story also found in John's Gospel. Perhaps you've heard of it. We know it as the woman at the well. She's a Samaritan woman. She has struggled in making good decisions in relationships or perhaps The world has caused her to make poor decisions in the relationships that she was in. She had been married five times, and the man that she was with wasn't her husband. But in an unexpected moment, Jesus is reclining alone at the well in Samaria. The woman comes. I think she comes to the well because... At midday, she doesn't have to talk to anyone. There's no one there to whisper her about her or or talk rumors about her. But she encounters someone that she never thought would be there at the well. She didn't know him, his name, of course, Jesus. And he begins to speak to her and their conversation is unforgettable. Listen to these words. The Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that ask you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this? Can you hear the words of David reflected in the words of Jesus? He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. Jesus offered the woman at the well eternal life through living water that would always quench her thirst. When we put our trust in Jesus as our Savior, the good shepherd refreshes our soul. Do you need that this morning? Do you need to be refreshed by God? Are you ready to just let the Good Shepherd lead you down the path that you may not understand? You certainly at times may not even know where you are in the journey. But are you ready to let the Good Shepherd, Jesus Christ, God Jehovah to lead you in these beautiful moments to refresh our faith, refresh our focus, and certainly refresh our soul. As I was thinking about this first promise found in Psalm 23, the Good Shepherd refreshes me, an old hymn popped into my mind. Helen Holworth Limmel wrote a song called The Heavenly Vision, but we know it as a hymn called Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. It was first published in 1918, but it has become a favorite for all who need the refreshing power of a good shepherd. The very first verse is something that I think David himself would have sung Had he written it? O soul, are you weary and troubled? No light in the darkness you see. There's light for a look at the Savior and life more abundant and free. And then this beautiful chorus. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory. This is pretty incredible. This psalm is amazing. And we're just beginning our journey with King David and with God. But what I would love for you to do right now is just to pause. Would you bow your head with me? And as you do, I want you to be very honest with God. Even if you're not sure of Him, I want you to still, by faith, it only takes a mustard seed. I want you to call out to him, as David did, and say to God, Lord, I need you to be my shepherd. Can I pray that prayer with you this morning? Let's pray. God, we need you to be our shepherd. We realize that we can't do this life on our own. We're all struggling in some way, at some time in our life, and what we need is to call out to you, cry out to you, and Be reminded ourselves that we can't do life in our own way. Our will can be very stubborn. But God, what we need is a good shepherd to lead us. We need a good shepherd who will know us, the sheep of your pasture, and refresh us. God, I'm asking for these beautiful friends online today, refresh their focus, help them see more clearly, refresh their faith, where they're struggling and refresh their soul down deep inside so that we feel your peace that passes understanding, that we will discover rest that will prepare us for the days ahead. And then we'll lack nothing. Even in our most trying moments of life, we won't lack anything because. Our relationship is secure. Oh God, be our good shepherd today. We pray this in your name. Amen. I love you so much. I'm so glad you're beginning this walk with us these next few weeks. Make sure that you let us know how you're doing. Reach out if you have a prayer request. Uh, Chat with the people that are online to help you in your walk with God to be encouraged. And don't forget, The Lord is our shepherd when we put our faith in him. I love you, and until I see you again, take heart and be transformed. Hey friends, thanks for listening. And if you want to be a part of our E! family, then all you have to do to join us is click the link below, and you can check us out on our YouTube page. You can also join us on social media. And if you'd like to support the ministry, then just click the link to give. We're so grateful for all of our partners and together we can do more than we can alone. So again, thanks to all of you for listening to this podcast and also thank you for helping us reach people around the world for Jesus Christ.